I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi. Live from Phoenix, the site of Super Bowl 57 on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back live from Phoenix, Michael Lombardi, Super Bowl 57. We can we figured out the Roman numerals, so we've got it nailed, of course. Yeah. Eagles, Chiefs, right now the Eagles laying a point and a half, but very exciting right now, about to talk to a Hall of Famer. Michael Lombardi was just talking about Football Done Right, his forthcoming book where he makes cases for coaches such as Marty Schottenheimer should be in the Hall, one that's in the Hall. Bill Cower joins us now, very exciting. Coach Cower, welcome to the show, appreciate you. And it's good to be on the show with Mike Lombardi. We go way, way back. Way back. Yeah, we sure do. I mean, a long time ago, and there were a lot of great coaches on that staff. I, I mean, when I wrote the book, uh, the great Howard Mudd, uh, his career in the yeah. NFL as a player, there, there's another example yep. of a guy who had, was on the all-60 team in the NFL, you know, made a huge impact. And, Bill, I think you would agree with this, a huge impact on the outside zone run game in the NFL, uh, Shanahan too, but but Howard really did. And he was a lifelong assistant, never wanted to be, but he never gets any played. So the Hall of Fame says, unless you you have to go in as a player, you have to go in as a coach, you can't go in as a, as both. Right. And a guy like Mudd gets overlooked. And he was, and he no, was one of the best at his craft. No question about it, Mike. I mean, Howard was amazing and he did it for so many years. And there's so many great assistants. I go down to another guy that was on that uh, staff and named Tom Pratt. Tom Pratt coached the National Football League for over 40-some years, and he was on the very first Super Bowl and almost made the Super Bowl 50. So, I mean, just another another defensive line coach who coached the National Football League for years. And I know when I was in Pittsburgh, I brought him in there multiple times, and he'd bring in some old, old tapes with Derek Thomas on it and, and Clay Matthews and talking about old rush techniques. So, I mean, he's another classic, and there's a lot of great ones down the line. You talk about assistant coaches in the National Football League. You know, and I heard you talk about this, Jeff Saturday, about the apprenticeship, Bill, and I think you're so right. I think we lose sight of, the, a lot of the coaches lose sight of the history of the game. And, you know, we were in that building in Berea. There was yeah. great history. You know, Marty was influenced by Arnsberger, who was influenced by Paul Brown, and you could feel it all kind of coming through. And, and I think if you don't have that, I know when you became a head coach at Pittsburgh, you took a lot of knowledge from being around that with you, and I'm sure probably the first couple of years you learned more than, than anything just because you had that knowledge. Yeah, that's true, Mike. And I just think when I was talking about the Jeff Sarri, to me it's just the process. You know, and this was nothing personal against him, but there's a lot of guys that were in that building that at the time they let Frank Wright go that they were there in training camp. They knew exactly how they got to where they were. There was a lot of issues that were existing because that's why they made the change. And there was enough qualified people on that staff. And, you know, there's very few jobs to get to become a head coach. And sometimes you have to pay your dues. And a lot of times paying your dues means being an assistant coach, being a, a GA or grad, a quality control guy and waiting for your opportunity. And opportunities only come along few, few and far between. And 
And a lot of guys, like you said, like I, I learned so much by being a special teams coach for two years, a defensive back coach for two years, and then a coordinator and linebacker coach for three years before I became a head coach. So, you know, you kind of, kind of got to pay your dues. And I, I just took exception to the fact that I, I don't think you can jump line in this profession. Coach Bill Cower joining us here on the Lombardi line, of course, does an amazing job with CBS Sports as we lead into Super Bowl 57. Uh, do you miss it, Coach? I, I know you get asked this question all the time, but you, you're just such a competitor. Do you miss when you think about the Super Bowl and your experiences there? Do you miss being on the sideline? Yeah, you know, while well, we were at the AFC Championship game, and every time I've gone back there, and even through the course, we had uh, CBS had Thursday night football for about four years there. Me, Dion, and James Brown used to wear at every Thursday night game for a year, a couple of years there. You know, you get to see the officials. There's still officials out there that, that, that you got to know a little bit closely as you as, as you coach in this league, and uh, we shared some, some great memories. But you do miss the competitiveness. You miss working with the players, the coaches, the atmosphere, the fans, the electricity in the stadium. But uh, the one thing I don't miss is certainly the lifestyle. And I'm very blessed to have a job at CBS that I enjoy doing, and we'll have a Super Bowl next year in Vegas. Yeah, that'll be. We'll look forward to that one, Bill. When you look at this Chief team and you watch them against Cincinnati, how do you feel like they'll be able to offset this Eagle defensive front? Because when I watch the games, Cincinnati's front gave them trouble. Tennessee's front gave them trouble. How do you think Andy's going to offset the power of this Eagle defensive front? Well, I think the one thing that's interesting in this game is I think when you look at the Eagles, they really haven't faced an offense like this. Uh, there's not a thing that this is wide open. You're gonna, if they get Kadarius Tony back, get Juju Smith-Schuster back, it's going to be a quick passing game. And he's not going to put them back there holding the ball for long. So the question is, you know, can that also frustrate a defensive line that, you know, all of a sudden two or three steps up the field and the ball's out of their hand? So the quick passing game, the jet sweeps, a lot of the things that they have not really faced. You think about the two games the Eagles have played in the playoffs against the, the Giants and the 49ers. They've been power teams. And they really haven't faced one all year that's kind of uniquely different. These are two contrasting offenses. It's just like I think I don't think the Kansas City's facing offense like they're going to face against the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think it's going to be a little feeling out process early in this game. Um, I think the health of Patrick Mahomes is going to be a big part of it, and I think if he's healthier, I think this could be a dynamic game because these are two contrasting offenses and two teams that know how to win close games. For Philadelphia, Michael always talks about possessions, and he counts the possessions, Coach. For Philly, is it about running the football? Is it about controlling the clock and limiting possessions for the Chiefs? I think it's about making sure that they don't get behind this game. I think they can take some shots early in this game. I think, you know, you look at with A.J. and Devontae, I think they, they do a good job. And Jalen's make great decisions. And I think that's the biggest thing to me. This is his first Super Bowl. I know he's going to poise and show tremendous poise all year long. But I can just tell you one thing. You get into a Super Bowl, you walk on that field, and all of a sudden you're seeing a little bit something different. You know, I sit there and I look at Steve Spagnuolo. He's going to throw some different looks at him. And so the decision-making of Jalen Hurts, which has been flawless all year long, all of a sudden the Super Bowl, you know, can he continue to make those right decisions? Can they be patient at times in the running game, in the passing game, taking what they can do? And so I think it's, again, you know, the one thing about the, the Kansas City, they've been there. Uh, the quarterback's been there on this stage before. Jalen has not. Some of the other players have. Uh, but I do think that this offense will be, it'll be around the decision-making of Jalen Hurts, which has been flawless to this point. But sometimes the, the Super Bowl can bring out, uh, you know, the, the, we'll get a little antsy for, for players. Yeah. You know, Spagnuolo does a great job of creating negative plays and getting you in so second and longs, third and longs, and wants to play a lot of man-to-man. -man. How do you think Hurts, you know, how do you handle that? I know everybody says, well, spy the quarterback, but you and I both know the guy that spies him, if he doesn't tackle him, it doesn't work out. How do you think they'll approach that? Well, I think getting Jerry Sneed back is huge because I think they lost him in that last game. And Jerry Sneed, to me, is one of the better nickel corners that you have in the National Football League. And he's really a, a cog in that secondary. The rest of them are a bunch of young rookies when you look at McDuffie and Williams and so Watson. So I think they all, they, you know, they've gotten better, those rookies. They, they like playing man-to-man. -man, they like to get up in the face of them. But, you know, again, it's going to be the different looks that's back and given. Well, Jerry Sneed has been a very, very good uh, pass rushing or blitzing slot corner. So it'll be him in a slot is a big, big plus when they get him back. Coach, Andy Reid's a given. I'm sure somebody you know very, very well. How about Nick Sirianni? It feels like in year two, he's kind of 
become more comfortable in the role of head coach and you're somebody that has familiarity with that where you start to feel comfortable in the role and and that certainly seems to be the case with Sirianni in year two. Yeah, I really do. I think he's done a great job. And I think Holly Ross Brosman has, has done a, a great job, too, in terms of they, they, they really all of a sudden had a little, little some problems stopping a run, and they took care of that quarter, uh, quite uh, easily. And they sit there again, the Dominican Sioux and Linville Joseph all of a sudden in the middle of the season. So they've got tremendous depth in that defensive front. And I think that he plays uh, – I think Nick has done a great job with Jalen and, and, and turning it over to him, building an offense around what he does best his decision-making in the RPO game, his accuracy, that he's become a much better passer um, than you've seen in years past. And then going on and getting A.J. Brown. You know, talk about A.J. Brown as a receiver. We, we all talk about that. But you remember, this is one of the better blocking receivers in the National Football League. And blocking is a big part of what the receivers do with the Philadelphia Eagles. And A.J., was no, that was not new to him because he did that for Derrick Henry down in Tennessee. So these are dynamic receivers who can make big plays, but they're also a big part of the running game. And, again, I just go back to the same thing. I think with Nick, what he's done with Jalen Hurts and turning this over to him, and um, I think Jalen has just been a tremendous leader and then, uh, again, an MVP candidate when you talk about his kind of year he's had. Hey, Bill, as a former defensive coach, does it drive you nuts that you know you got to stop Kelsey, but the guy just continues to make plays <laughs> even though when you want to stop him? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and he's a guy that everyone says they want to stop him, but all of a sudden, they, you know, they do a great job of moving him around. I think that's the one thing, like I like about what Andy's going to do is, you can have the plan, but what your plan has to be taken into account is the fact that he could be in the slot, he could be a normal tight end, he could also be number one on the outside. And now you're going to have a receiver matchup on him, and he's a much bigger, and that's not a great matchup at times as well. So they do a good job of moving him around. I think Darius Tony is a big X factor in this. I think, again, when you, you look at what they've been able to do, uh, Pacheco and, and, uh, and Williams come out of the backfield, these guys are, I mean, uh, this is, they got some skilled people, and this is a different offense. And so, but they'll, they'll get the ball to Kelsey somehow, some way. And again, that, these are two good offensive lines. Defensive line of Philadelphia is deep. They're fresh. Um, it'll be interesting to see again how uh, Andy attacks. I, I can't see uh, Patrick hold on to that ball quick. So the quick passing game, the screen game, the jet game, whatever they want to do, I think is going to come into play. And I think you know, the biggest thing is for Philadelphia not to become uh, frustrated with uh, uh, early in this game and get a feel for it. There's going to be a feeling out process for both these teams early in this game. He's one of the greats, of course, CBS Sports, NFL analyst, and a Hall of Famer, Coach Bill Cower. Coach, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate Thanks, it. Coach. Appreciate it. Send our best to Phil All Sims. Right. We'll keep him quiet over here. <laughs> there he goes. Good luck with it. Good luck with I, that one. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I was gonna say I, you can't keep Phil. Love but Phil. also, but when Phil's talking football, he's been on the show before. He's, he's great. very he's good. He's the best. I love Phil to death. He's you can tell he does his research of all as well. Time. He's uh, one of my favorite people of all time. Coach Cower. Legend, Hall of Famer. Football Done Right is going to talk about the Hall of Fame. Make sure you check that out later this year. Jay Feely is going to join us next as we continue. Lots of guests. It's a great day here live from Phoenix. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. with Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi. Live from Phoenix, the site of Super Bowl 57 on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we're going to be here all week broadcasting from Phoenix. You can take a look there. The big game show lineup. Lombardi line, follow the money. Numbers game. Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff. Live bet tonight. VSIN Prime. It's all there. Go to vsin.com for more information. So, as we welcome you back, we were having some fun. The St. Jude pick, Michael Lombardi always talks about it. We've got the 18th annual Legends for Charity Dinner uh, presenting the Pat Summerall Award coming up here. Jay Feely, of course, longtime kicker in the NFL. Rick Shadiak joins us. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining. Appreciate it's our it. pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's good it, to have it, you. Michael, we, it is so funny and kind of ironic. Whenever... You guys should know this. St. Jude gets a lot of run on the Lombardi line because whenever Michael Lombardi hears about a bet that shouldn't be made, he said, you might as well just take your money and yeah. give it right to St. Jude. So that's good, Rick. We, we like we like the free promotion. We like it a whole lot. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I, I, and it's true. I, I believe in the cause. I mean, I you know, it's always, always so uh, hard looking at young kids struggling, and you guys do such an incredible job. And to me, if you're going to do something stupid in the betting world, like, and it's just stupid, you know, I got a great number on it. No, you didn't get a great Great number. It's never going to come in. How great's the number, right? Just give it to St. Jude. And Jay, your niece, a special story with St. Jude as well. Yeah, you know, working for CBS, I knew about St. Jude because one of our executives had a daughter who went to St. Jude and got treated. So I wore their ties and we had, you know, the buttons on and, and, and understood what they did, but didn't really know the impact that it had. And my brother called me up one day and said that uh, they had gotten a cancer diagnosis for his daughter, Selah. And you know, your world changes right yeah. then as a father. And, and uh, so I was just stepping alongside my brother trying to help him. We got them paired up with St. Jude with uh, a doctor, Dr. David Hoff, who's the, the best doctor for that specific Wilms tumor. And I saw firsthand how amazing this organization was. And what I didn't know was that, you know, they take care of everything. They fly yeah. the family there. They pay for Incredible. everything while they're there. They do the surgery, and there's zero bills. You know, my brother was a teacher, and so that was the second big concern for him after right. his daughter was, how am I going to pay for this? And, you know, you just think of all the families that go through that, the uncertainty that they have. They're crushed. They don't know where to turn, and they don't know how to pay for it, and St. Jude has the answer for all of them. And so that's why I'm such a big supporter for them now, and, and we'll do anything to help Rick and, and what they're doing. It certainly brings perspective. When yeah. we're here enjoying the game when you hear about a story like your niece it, it, it certainly brings perspective and Rick for more information again we've got the 18th annual Legends for Charity Dinner but those that are listening to VEASAN right now if they wanted to donate they wanted to get involved with St. Jude where should they go? They should just go to our website at okay. St. Jude S-T-J-U-D-E dot org and you can make a donation there or you can learn more about our, our mission. Okay. Don't make that Lombardi bet go donate to exactly. St. Jude. Right? That's you exactly know, right. It, it, it's so, it would be a lot better plus you get a tax deduction on it. You do. You absolutely do. These people that make these St. Jude's plays and they give it away to somebody else the, 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 you know the, they're not getting it. DraftKings doesn't offer you a tax deduction. It's 100% <laughs> Right. Uh, Jay, I, I've been asking the question this way. Chiefs, Eagles, what excites you about the matchup? 
the, the, honestly, the line play on both sides of the ball. You got the best offensive line of football with Philadelphia. You got the best defense, deepest defensive line when it comes to Philadelphia. It's just amazing that you can have a guy like Ndamukong Sue that can come off the bench and play 10 plays and impact it. And, and I think... I think in the trenches will determine who wins this game. And Chris Jones is spectacular. He can be a game wrecker. I figure they're going to move him around a lot and try to find him matchups. But that offensive line is so good for, for Philadelphia. But this guy right here, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, yeah. At, the, at the end of the day, He's you know, the best players have to make the plays in those big games. And, and Patrick Mahomes is just special. And, and so despite how deep I think Philly's the deepest roster in the NFL, I've said that all year, I think at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes makes those plays that he needs to. You know, it's it's funny. He is the great equalizer. You yes. know, on, when you look at this game on paper, you want to pick Philly, but when you add Mahomes into it, you're like, uh-oh, maybe he can't. All right, let's talk kickers. So Buckner didn't have his best season. Missed he was three hurt extra all year. point, was hurt all season. Yep. Really wasn't good outside of 40 yards. I think he missed five kicks from 40 to fit, or outside of 50 yards. So it wasn't a typical year. Elliot was outstanding, only missed two extra points all year and one kick out of 40. So do you feel like Bucker's healthy now? Do you feel he's back? He's not healthy. I know he's not healthy. I talked to him before the AFC Championship. But he goes out there and he makes that kick at the end of the game to win the game and send him to the Super Bowl. So, you know, he's gutting it out, playing through that injury. I've had an injury like that where you know all year it's not going to get healthy. You just yeah. kind of got to get through it. You look at his kickoffs. He does different steps this year than he did, shorter steps because he, he can't explode through the ball on that plant foot. He heard it here in Arizona, ironically. And so you wonder, does that have an impact on him mentally? I got here, I got hurt here week one. You know, I've been dealing with it all year, now back on that same field. Yeah. Uh, but two of the best kickers in the NFL, despite you know Harrison's uh, struggles a little bit this year. Are you surprised that this is a game? You know, Rick Goslin has put this out for years. He does the special teams rankings. Yep. Uh, and every special teams coach pays attention to it. And then, of course, there's DVOA. But these are the two worst special teams yeah, in the league this year. So, the Eagles are 32nd. The Chiefs are 32nd. The Eagles are 31st. Well, Tobe, who's a great special teams great coach, Great coach. It's probably his worst special teams unit he's ever had. I think it's because of how many rookies they have yeah. on that Chiefs team. you got so many guys in the secondary, defensive players. So he's had to play so many young guys and tried to help them learn through the season. And what happens, and you know this, Michael, is that guys get out there and they try to make plays. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the team or I'm going to stay on the team by making this play. And they get out of their lane. They try and do something themselves, and they don't stay in the structure of the scheme, and that's when big plays happen. Uh, you know, so you wonder... Who is able to take advantage of that weakness in the special teams area in this game? You hit a big play, that could be the difference in the game. We, the proliferation of sports betting, Jay, I'm curious as it starts to legalize across the country, I'm curious in the locker room, would you guys talk about the point spread? We never did. You know, I mean, it didn't matter to us. I mean, I think sometimes you saw it last week, though, you know, in that AFC championship game, both teams were playing with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Both teams thought they were the underdogs. Yeah. You heard Patrick Mahomes said it. Yeah. We, heard, to be. we heard it in the production meetings. Like Chris Jones brought it up. Patrick Mahomes brought it up. Yep. You know, and then uh, obviously Cincinnati was bringing it up over and over because they felt like the NFL had to help Buffalo, Kansas City, afterthought. And so, you know, it's always interesting how you try to use anything you can. You know, there's nobody better than Bill Belichick at trying yeah. to use anything you can to motivate your team. Yeah, and, and this will be a, a lot of this is what people don't realize about this game is how much mental before the game. You know, I always go back to the scene in, in Hoosiers where yeah. Coach Dale measures the, the court and right. measures and measures the hoop to That's let right. everybody know that this is the same gym we played at all the time. You got to get the players through that, you know, and you got to get them through all this the the noise around. You know, you got to keep them in the moment. That's the hard part. Mahomes will keep the Chiefs in the moment. And the Eagles have enough experience. I think we'll keep them in the moment. But I do think this game will come down to a return. I think it's going to always these close games come down. Look, the Chiefs aren't here if Moore doesn't take. That's the longest return of the year it was. for the Chiefs, yeah. that return. So I, I do think it'll come down to the kickers. These games come down to the kickers and the return and field position at the end of the fourth quarter. Rick, you thought you were going to get off the hook. We're not just going to let you talk St. Jude. We're going to have you make a play, right? So you have to pick. Right now, the Eagles are laying a point and a half. Rick, where are you? Chiefs, Eagles. 
It's really hard for me to. I'm a Washington football team fan, so Uh-oh. it's really Uh-oh. hard for me to. Don't pick. go there, Ray. Right? There's <laughs> so a lot. There's a lot. I just of saw problem. Coach Rivera. He's a great guy, and uh, yeah. So our day will come. Yes. Our day will come. Yes. So I like both teams. I, you know, we have donors from all across yeah. the United States. I knew, so I knew that was coming. I got to, I got to play the political. By the way, you can buy the commanders. They're for sale. You know yeah. this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> before, before we say goodbye, Jay, how about a prediction here? Uh, it's a point and a half, but essentially a pick. You can throw it up. Eagles, Chiefs. Eagles, deepest roster in the NFL, but they don't have Patrick Mahomes. I think uh, Kansas City, 27-24. Wow. You know, and how? Let me ask you this: How close did you think since when since he that? Last week, I thought since he would, if that game went to overtime, I thought since he's going to win that game. Well, the Patrick Mahomes fumble kept them in that game. I, I think at that point, Kansas City was about to assert itself. That ball, that ball comes out, and all of a sudden now you have life, and you feel like at that point the Bengals are going to take that game yeah. and, and going to go win it. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes has a way of making plays. He does, and he is special, and and he's just so smart and physically gifted. Uh, and, I, and he's a great leader as well. And so in a game like this, when he has the experience, when that team has been there, they've won, they've lost the Super Bowl, they understand how to handle the week. I just think that experience is going to be the difference. Yeah. Uh, honestly, we should, we've got a minute and a half here, Michael, but uh, out of everything we're promoting today, I think this is the most important to get in I there agree. some more. No St. Jude, and it's a beautiful picture of your niece on the back here. Is she doing well? <laughs> so she, her cancer came back. And she went back to St. Jude, which is amazing because they take the, the patients back if that happens. She went through chemo again, finished in November. She's out here. She flew out to the game. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Or this week. And, uh, yeah, we, we had her over at the house last night. She was running around, going crazy, uh. having fun, being a kid. And, and that's what you love to see when, when they've recovered from that uh, and they're just back to being a kid and they're happy and joyful. Uh, and I'm so grateful for St. Jude for that. Yeah, we all are. And yep. I'm going to keep promoting the heck out of it, Rick. You don't have to worry about it. Keep on donating. In fact, every time I do it, I'm going to tell the producer to put your number underneath there. There we go. I like that. That's good. S-T-J-U-D-E.org. I'll hit that, too. I'll do it. There's a lot of idiots that are giving their money away. We can go to stjude.org and make sure it happens. Jay Feely, thank you so much. And, of course, Rick Shadiak. Thank you for all you do, genuinely. Thank you very much. We appreciate you all. stjude.org. Make sure you go and donate right now. We're going to come back with Jordan Schultz next year on the Lombardi Line. From Phoenix, the site of Super Bowl 57 on VSIN, the sports betting network. Pay attention, John Goulet. We're giving it away for $9.99. That's a Rogers special. I know that. VSIN.com slash subscribe right now. What do you get? Everything we offer. All right. We haven't done this before. We haven't done this in the four years I've been here. It's $9.99 to sign up right now. Let us handicap the game for you. Your favorite prop bets, picks and bets, Brent Musburger's picks, Michael Lombardi's picks. It's all there. The Big Game Betting Guide. Remember, you can sign up for $9.99, and the Big Game Betting Guide comes with it. So as we welcome Good you back deal. here, great That's to talk. to you. The, the, the irony of having the St. Jude's peeps on when <laughs> you've been talking about donating your money to St. Jude's the whole I time. I think it's a great cause, right? It, it really is. You it's can tell Jay, Jay Feely, whose niece went through cancer and went through it again, you think about a seven-year-old little girl going yeah. through that, and it crushes you. Yeah, no. And it brings everything in perspective. So we're lucky to be here and lucky to be broadcasting. Jordan Schultz. Our buddy's going to join us coming up here in just a bit, Michael Lombardi. I, I wanted to ask you this. Has anything changed since Monday as you've thought more about the game? No, I, I've, I've tried to keep it in perspective. Uh, you know, I, I try to not let it deter me. I think, to me, there's that what Jay said about Mahomes is the wild card, and I just filed my column for this week on the game and I, I think all these games come down to situations right I yeah. think they come down to this kicking game which both these teams are not very good you got to favor Elliott over Bucker because he hasn't been so reliable because of the injury but I think a lot of this is going to come down to who controls the quarterback in the pocket the best so last week San Francisco did a really good job of controlling Hertz in the pocket and not allowing him to get out, making him be a pocket passer. This isn't a knock on him, but this is just a reality. And then Mahomes' ability to move around 
in the pocket to create that schoolyard play that he yeah. loves to make. Those are the difference. We've got the great Jordan Schultz here on, on set. And Jordan so, Schultz, let's welcome in Jordan, NFL insider, we should have NBA a drum roll, analyst I guess. for the score. Should, Come on in, Jordan. Drum roll we here, yeah. Usually we see him, we got him on Skype, yeah. but now we get to see him in person. Jordan, pleasure. Jordan, nice to see you. And as, as you walk around and work your sources, uh, we're getting Jordan situated here. Michael and I were just talking Flores to the Vikings. Yeah. The only surprise there, Jordan, is, you know, I know Michael thinks very highly of Brian Flores. Maybe a head coaching job waiting waiting for him. So we were a little surprised he took the D.C. job there with the Vikings. Yeah, I thought, uh, I think it's a great it's a great fit for him. That defense is, uh, I think, needed to change. Um, he, I think, another year in the cycle, get back to a D.C. role. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, he goes from Pittsburgh, now he's in Minnesota. One year of success there and they have a pretty good team, he, he could be back in the cycle. So I wasn't surprised necessarily, but there's still, I think, 11 coordinator jobs open. Is that right? There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of jobs. Yeah, and and I think that's a good fit. So does this mean he's out of the running in Arizona? Well, I think it's a perfect fit in there for, for Minnesota. I, I wouldn't see No, I, I mean, as a head coach in Minnesota. Oh, he's um, in the running in Arizona as, a, yeah. as a, one of the names. Now, maybe he's not. I don't know what Arizona. I, 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 thought, I thought Lou made the most sense for them, um, and I thought they wanted to go with someone that, Maybe didn't have necessarily head coaching experience, but lose so hot right now. I felt like he would be to me is is the perfect hire or the best possible hire. Right. How yeah. do you say the name, Michael? I always I'm get his. Aroma. 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 And yeah, Michael was in. he was trumping for him. It's almost like there was no buzz for the for Cincinnati. Well, this is DC. really his only interview. This is yeah. really right. his only place he's got. He's down in Florida. He's going to go out there on Friday to interview. I don't know if that means he's got the job. I know Kafka went out there, and Andy gave a, a promotion for Kafka here at the at the media day. So, you know, and then I thought Flores was the other name, Monte right. Asador. But then I heard yesterday that they may open this back up again. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you what with Kafka. Um, I, he's had a meteoric rise, and I asked Daniel Jones about him a couple of days ago. I said, what what is it about Mike? Because he's such a young coach and inexperienced. And he said that, you know, you can really connect with him on a personal level, and he empowers you in a way that uh, maybe other young coaches might not have the confidence to do. Yeah. But I thought that was really cool He's because gonna, Daniel had so much success with him specifically this it's year. It's going to be, if he can empower the, the mayor, in, uh, who I call the mayor of Munchkinland, Kyle, Kyle Murray. Murray. He can empower the mayor. <laughs> look like he's laughing. If he can empower the mayor, he, he should forget the NFL and go right to Tony Robbins. Uh, uh, you, but you're sure. kidding, but I do think the Murray thing is a problem here. I, I, think, I think that piece is an issue. There's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, I think Colt has one more year, but they know they need a quarterback next year because Kyler's not going to be ready. Right, there's uh, no doubt. Maybe the second half of the season he you can't play. count on Colt either because Colt no, can't stay healthy yeah. either. Yeah, I mean Cliff loved him, and the whole organization loves him. Of course, but he hasn't been able to stay on he the can't, field. He yeah. should be a senator. He's tremendous. Everybody loves Colt McCoy. The problem is he can't stay on the field. And durability is as important as yeah. ability. I think you have Monty comes in, and you have uh, a lot of uncertainty at quarterback, and you have that contract, and it's like, what, what's our future? You know, you don't. You don't necessarily know what you're getting into next year. I don't know if they go after a Jacoby Brissett, but they, someone like a veteran quarterback to come in and at least help them because they have a they have a lot of talent on the roster, um, but they got to put together. Yeah. What Jordan, do you make of the Indianapolis gig? Yeah. Who's getting that? I said all along I thought it was going to be Jeff. Um, to me, he that's I've been told that's Jim's choice that he wants Jeff Saturday. He didn't put some somebody said to me, what if Jim put. Um, Jeff there so that they could tank. I, I don't see that. I think that was let's really try to make this work. And I think Jeff wants his own staff. He wants that opportunity knowing that if he doesn't get it now I don't think it's ever going to come back. So I think I still I think, think Ursay's being shamed. I think he wants to hire Saturday. Michael And Michael says Saturday's not getting the job. No, I, think I think he, he wants, to, he hire wants him, to hire him, but yeah. he's getting shamed out of it. Because from from fans, just or, in yeah. general, like we just had Bill Cowher on the show. Bill Cowher was tough on him when that when he was elevated to the head coaching job right out of ESPN. It, I think there's a little bit of Ursay pulling back on what he wants mm. to do because of the reaction and perception. I was told that Ursay did not sit in on any of the other meetings other than Jeff. That his daughter. Who that, also, that, that's not true. That's not true. Okay. So so here's what happened: is they went through the first round, and Ursay was not a part of the first round. No, I, I know. The but. second round, he was a part of. He spent time with Martindale. He spent time. He spent time with all other ones, and they and they've had uh, they have had. A, he's had a long conversations with with other people in that room. So, what they did is they narrowed the field down to three. I, Weak. 
Yeah, they, the, they had Martindale. I think Steichen's in this. I don't know who else is the other guy. Could it be Raheem Morris? I don't know. I, I like Raheem they Morris. They want to keep yeah. Gus Bradley, and they want to keep Bubba Fentrone. So that lends me to believe they like Steichen, but they haven't really. They've gone undercover. They've gone underground. I don't know, but I do know Jim has met with other with other candidates. Yeah. I think that's a mischaracterization. Really? I do, I, and I've been told that it's not Jeff. It's not going to be Jeff. If you go through all these hurdles, and then hire Jeff, then, then it makes these hurdles look like you've wasted a lot of gas fuel but because you're flying your private plane to pick yeah, people up. I don't think Jim's – I think – but it also shows that like, we, we, we got the best candidate in Jim's No, mind. it could never sell no, that. I, I, I it know, could never sell that. You can't. Um, it, it helps every high school coach think, I got a chance. I could be the coach. Philly loves Steichen, and it would be a colossal loss for them. Um, but he has done an unbelievable job there. I mean, yeah. I, I know – Gannon's done a good job too, but Shane has has been unbelievable. Yeah, for them. he does a great job, and, and I think you got to give him credit for transitioning into the six-pack offense, where they've been willing to get a little college going to give Hurts his chance to get going. And I think that, you know, they should be because if they lose Steichen, you know, they have the great offensive line coach. They're not going to lose him, but losing yeah. somebody relating to the quarterback, especially if the head coach doesn't call plays is always a challenge. Well, let me ask you from a football perspective, what has Shane done for Jalen that's changed him into an MVP candidate? Well, he's, made, he's used his strengths because he's he's not running a drop-back pass game. He's not running the West Coast. He's running the six-back offense. What does, that, what does that exactly mean? The six-back offense is when the quarterback is involved in the running game, like in college. And so you, as a defender, you have to defend the quarterback runs, power, quarterback sweep, quarterback. On every play. On every play. He's a viable player, whereas Patrick Mahomes, it's a five-back off. It's only five players. Mahomes runs when he has to escape. But in a six-back attack, everything is play action. Everything is, is yeah. easy reads for him. Okay, I'm going to go high-low here. I'm running power. I'm going to run power here. I'm not running power. I'm running, okay, cut the defense. So it becomes an easy game for him yeah. to operate in. I, yeah, and the fair. defense has to be able to set the edge on both sides, and then they've got to be able to handle him in open space. Yeah, I was talking to Hassan Reddick specifically about, about Jalen, and he said that definitively he's our leader and I know that the quarterback's supposed to be the leader but that's not always the case right and when your quarterback we've seen this in, with Daniel Jones too not maybe not the same level of success yet but when your quarterback is the first one and last one out yeah that, no, it, that's makes it, it sets a tempo for the organization why, yeah. why Brady was so good if you listen to the Bel Belichick Brady interview uh, you know they both were talking about what the impact was for one another and Brady's ability to to lead the organization to be the guy that does everything I mean that's the key to being great in mm. sports that's the, that's why Jalen Hurts has been able to overcome getting benched in, the, in a championship game and being this quarterback. Yeah, He's worked his way yeah. through it. Yeah. You're going to lay the point and a half with the Eagles or take it with the Chiefs? I've waffled on this thing ten times. I'm going to go Kansas City 27-24. You just that's what Jay Feely. Jay, Jay Feely literally just, just said the same. We've but had two in a row on that. Pie. MVP maybe. I go with NBA Patty. champ. Go Quick NBA champ. Oh my goodness. I know. I'm through. Bucks. Harry, are you wired on this NBA trade deadline? I know Milwaukee's trying to make a move. I'll tell you that. I know that. Who are they trying to get? I I don't know that much. Yeah, okay. I just, I, they told me we're trying to make a move. Schultz underscore saying. report. You'll find out first there. I got an there. NBA scoop for you. I'll give you on the break. NFL insider, NBA analyst. You did give him the job, the DC <laughs> job, did, the he Miami did, he job. Did. He gave him the scoop oh, during the break. I remember that. The score, Jordan Schultz, a friend of the show. He's been on plenty. We appreciate you, Jordan. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Appreciate, appreciate it. You, Kyle Turley's coming up next right here on the Lombardi line as we continue to broadcast live all day on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi. Live from Phoenix, the site of Super Bowl 57 on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, we welcome you back. You can wager at BetMGM, earn BetMGM reward points, convert those points into free plays. Airfare, it's the best loyalty program in the game bar none. Go to BetMGM.com or download the newly reconfigured app. I see Des smiling behind the board. I should give Des and Ken a quick shot because we're going to show Brian Ortega back at Circa. We're going to show the convention center as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, but we can kind of maybe get good job and uh, engineer specialist Ken and Des have done an amazing job as we continue to broadcast all week. Remember, the lineup's going to be here, Michael Lombardi, all week, live from the Super Bowl. This is your first radio row. Yeah. Now, I will tell you, based on my experience in the past, this is the best one I've seen because it's kind of intimate. Usually it's just completely spread out. You remember Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Super Bowl with Andy Reid and and your boy Bill Belichick at the time. That was a mess. I will say Phoenix has done a hell of a job here with Radio Row. Well, I mean, it's nice to be here. It's a lot of people. And, uh, How many interviews have you done so far? I've only done one. I've only done. How Cleveland many are you doing after the show? Rizzo. I, I don't know. I'm just going to follow around. Steve's going to show me, and I'm going to go and do whatever I got to do. <laughs> but gonna, it'll be good. They're going to take you, and we've got the DraftKings talent all over us. So the set, I think we have probably we're flexing a little bit, but I think we have probably the best setup out yeah, of anybody really nice. here. We got a good spot too. It really is. Um, we just had Jordan Schultz on. I can't repeat the rumor you told us about the NBA <laughs> and I won't do I would never do that to you but I will tell you if that comes to fruition next year it's going to be a banger yeah it'll be unbelievable but we'll, you'll, you'll remember where you heard it you know I'll remember Michael it'll be interesting. What, what do you think my Sixers are up to what do you think they're going to do you know you're going to be in a tough spot because they're actually playing great they and lost to the Knicks the other I know night. they did, but they had one 9 tip. of 10. I gave you that tip. Catching four. Catching Remember, four. Michael said, catch the four with the Knicks. But they actually, the big guy has been playing well. Yeah. Joel Embiid. It's just going to break your heart. It's just going to break your heart. I don't know why you would I think you, I genuinely, here's the thing about Michael Lombardi. While he grew up a 76er fan and he's a huge 76er fan, if they actually won a championship, you'd be crestfallen because of this team, because of Doc and this crew. You know, it's just, that's what it is. It's 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 everything that I don't like about right. certain teams. Right, right, you know, right. there's certain teams you don't like, and it's just, I don't like, I don't like the, the makeup of, I like tough-minded physical teams. I think what we have in the Super Bowl, they're two tough-minded physical point. teams. I think Andy Reid put pads on this week, right? You know, he knows this is going to be a game in the trenches. He knows he's got to get his team ready. You know, most people think Andy Reid's this soft teddy bear type exactly. guy, you know, that, and, and, and it shows up. Now, I think one of the key elements of this game no one talks about is they're really bad at third and one 
Okay. Interesting. The Chiefs are the worst third and one team in all of football, and, and no one talks about it because they don't have physicality in their offensive line. They're a finesse offensive line, even though he's a tough coach. So Andy's more inclined to run misdirection, reroute, all these things to get third and one. This game, he's going to have to line up and do it. Now, why why don't they do that? Because Kelsey's not a tight end. Let's just be clear. No, no. Kelsey's a great wide receiver, underscore great. But in terms of being at the end of the line blocking like Gronk did, that's not what he does. So all those third and shorts become harder for him to navigate himself through. And that's where the game gets won. And Andy's going to have to have a huge, huge, huge volume of third and short plays as we get Kyle Turley with yeah. his. Is that a Tesla hat or a Turley hat? And we'll get a mic on Kyle Turley, of course, former NFL offensive tackle, joins us here on the Lombardi line. And I like that. Can we get? Can I get one of those hats? It's a pretty sure. sweet lid. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Mike Dicka's pick. We'll have him. Uh, did you know that? For sale on the I website. I, he was. Uh, I think he was Mike Dicka's first pick at the Saints. Correct. Second year. Second year. Uh, Chris Naoli was the That's, first. No, no. Well, I think Ricky I Williams was the first. No, he was after me. Oh, Ricky was after you. Okay. Yeah, he was. So he gave up his whole draft for Ricky. Yeah, yeah the whole draft. Yeah. Yeah, he deserved it. He should have, unfortunately, got an offensive coordinator. <laughs> you with something That's all we needed. We were just talking with Michael about Philadelphia and Kansas City. The Eagles are bullies. Something that you can relate to. I mean, you, but they're, that's a tough team, right? Yeah, always. You know, you got to – the team's going to, you know, present itself like the city, you know. That's uh, a I good mean, point. Like Kansas City, you know, it's, it's a blue-collar blue collar team. And uh, Philly's one of those as well. I don't think you could play for the Eagles. I almost went to the Eagles. I thought actually I was going to be drafted to the Eagles. Right. I took a trip there. They flew me out. You know, some of the pre-first rounder – potentials and uh, got to meet with the, the, the owner, you know, Lori and all those guys. And I just remember coming in saying, ah, hey, man, it's nice to meet you. I don't think we're going to be able to get you. And I was like, wait, I thought you guys were the first ones that needed a lineman. Yeah. You know, and I had no idea Mike Dicker was going to drop me at seven. Yeah. yeah. I th and I think who did the Eagles pick that year? Was Trey it? Thomas. Trey Thomas. So that right. was, it was going to be him or me. That was the year I, I ran the draft in Philly that year. Yeah, so I could have been an so, Eagle, but uh, I was a chief at the end of my career. Yeah. You were a chief. That's right. You had, had to stay yeah, in you Kansas know, City. It, it, it's funny. So I want to ask you this, having played the position. I, I'm having a hard time understanding how Lane Johnson is playing with this abductor tear. I mean, can you explain it to me? <laughs> yeah, you know, they're still doing it in the locker room. It's it's an easy injection. Uh, so yeah. It, yeah, you can get so you can get I to mean, this because when I watched the game, Kyle, last week, the first the first series of the game, he was not very good. Yeah, he was not. For, so I thought, well, maybe he didn't get an injection. Maybe he's trying to play through it, you know. And then by the second series, he was much better. So, but you can get this injected. Yeah, yeah, they'll do it on the sideline in the in the tent in the blue tent. Yeah, <laughs> and you can play that, and it's not an issue to play through it with it? No, nah, it's a complete numbing agent, uh, unfortunately, that they do that. You know, there's other ways to do it. I'm here to talk about, you know, I mean, you know, cannabis is an amazing application for uh, getting rid of pain as it deals with pain receptors in your body, period. And that's what they're trying to do with those things called Tordol and all those shots they give. So when, when they do, when, when, when this cannabis is, is the NFL... Will that show up in the testing for drugs? Yeah, unfortunately, they just put a limit on it at 150 nanograms, which is what Shakari Richardson tested positive over for the Olympics. And so they raised their bar from 35 nanograms to uh, 150 now. Okay. But they can take your pay for up to three games. They won't suspend you anymore, but they'll take your pay up to three games. But if, if you do, but if you're doing it for medical purposes, then it still counts. Uh, you know, hopefully they have a, a provision in there that allows for medical use, because that was what I was told in the meeting I had where I gave a full PowerPoint presentation to them a couple years ago in, in Los Angeles to their whole medical board. And they said, you're right, Kyle, uh, but it's going to take some time. Right. So, you know, we're here. I mean, tell us about Revenant. Yeah, Revenant. I mean, uh, you know, we, we started a company, uh, myself, Jim McMahon, Evan Britton, uh, you know, three different decades of football uh, separated there and all having the same experience where cannabis has had this resolution in our lives. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm considering <laughs> either going to let me coach again uh, and get back to the league or I'm going to just say, all right, I'm going to play because I'm experiencing a resolution in health and wellness that uh, shouldn't happen in our community. Forty four guys died this last year under the age of 50 that played in the NFL. It's unacceptable. Wow. And, and, yeah. and you and you feel like what has promoted your health and your rejuvenation of, is it your
your diet? Is it the cannabis or is it a combination cannabis. of everything? I, I, I eat, I've ate good my entire life. Uh, cannabinoids and a deal, an endogenous cannabinoid system is the number one regulatory system in the human body. That's a fact, scientifically proven, and we just don't talk about it. It's unfortunate that the ignorance around this goes that deep to where really we're not is. addressing, you know, the, the number one regulatory system in our body that deals with pain and inflammation. You yeah. know, Jake Plummer was way out in front of this back in the day as well, talking about the yeah, benefits oh yeah. of cannabis. And you said it saved your life. You can go to Re RevenantMJ.com, correct, yeah, yeah. for more information? RevenantMJ.com, uh, my CBD company, NeuroXPF.com. And, uh, you know, the, the resolution is, is real, and it's happening, and it's surrounding our community right now. And, yeah, guys are really trying to advocate for this hard. And we want the NFL to just stop testing, period. Yeah. You look great, man. You look like you Thank can still you. play. I know. I'm feeling like I might. <laughs> no kidding. 16 years out, and I'm like, well, Man, I wish I had felt like I do now, uh, which could have happened if I would have got on this process. Which you knew what you knew. When I had you, these yeah. bad injuries, it could have took me a couple more years, and, yeah. you know, or a little bit more time. You got to, you know, that people I don't think realize the pain that, that offensive oh. and defensive linemen go through. I tell people all the time, if you really want to understand how violent the sport is, is watch the game from the sideline. Watch the trenches from the sideline. It's, it's, it's a different game than what we see on television. Nah, you know, I mean, the residual effects of any car crash is all people need to understand. <laughs> and that's exactly it what it is. A while, you know, and in our position, especially in the trenches, it's every play. I like to quote, cannabis saved my life. RevenantMJ.com. Uh, the, the prediction before we go, we just have a minute here. Yeah. Philly's Chiefs. laying a point at. Oh, <laughs> real, because of your loyalty my to loyalty, the. My loyalty, brother. I, yeah, Chiefs all day, man. Uh, you know, the Red Army's come to town, and, you know, last year was all blue, so it's got to be red today. There it is. <laughs> I, I wonder, is it going to be 50 50? Do you think Philly's going to travel no. better than KC? No, I think Philly. Well, certainly, I, I know this, that there's three planes leaving Philly every day. My wife was on one of them yesterday, oh, no and kidding. they're all filled up with Eagle fans. They ran out of, how about this, on her flight, not because of her, they booze. ran out of booze on the flight before <laughs> they crossed the They should go to RevenantMJ.com and be healthier hey, about it. Yeah, I'd love to have some vape pens in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Kyle yeah. Turley, thank you so thank much, you, man. Kyle. Appreciate you. Kyle, appreciate you. Again, RevenantMJ.com for more information. Kyle Turley does a great job. Michael Lombardi, you've got about a million interviews to do. I'll see you back here yep, tomorrow I'll be morning. Back here tomorrow. On the Lombardi line. All right. We're con continuing to broadcast. I saw Stormy floating around as well. She's going to be coming up uh -oh. here live from Phoenix, Super Bowl 57. It's the Lombardi line. Speaks in the Sports Betting Network. Thank you, Kyle. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.